What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on a Tuesday here. And admittedly, I'm kind of dragging ass today. Uh, I'm just like you guys. I train hard. I eat well. I try to sleep as much as I can. But some days, you just feel like you got hit by a dump truck. And today, my friends, is one of those days. But you guys need to hear this. And sometimes doing these podcasts wakes me up a little bit. If nothing else, I'll be even more tired. And hopefully, I'll just pass out on my desk. And we'll call it a day. But... I wanted to get you guys this because it's important, and each one of these admittedly could be its own podcast, and a lot of them will be, so I'm going to go through them rather quickly, and we'll dig into them more in detail uh, later on, or if you guys you know, chime in and say, hey, Jeremy, can you you know, maybe dive deeper into you know, this point or touch on that point a little bit more, I'm happy to do it. We can break down the science or the practical application of it or everything in between to help you guys get a better understanding at hopefully uh, kind of er eradicate any of these things that you're following that aren't completely true or they're completely false. And so today's podcast is basically the top 10, you know, fat loss or fitness myths that you're, you know, believing, falling for. We're going to try to debunk them and get you guys to start believing the right shit as opposed to following the wrong stuff. And I remember talking to uh, BJ Gador a while back and we were going on a text message and I remember he wrote this to me and we're just we're chiming back and forth about the industry and people and our peers and what we do. And he, the sentence he wrote was, you know, we've gotten so much better in fitness and we've gotten so much worse at the same time. And I'll say that again. He said, we got so much, we've gotten so much better in fitness, but we've gotten so much worse at the same time. And I truly believe that uh, in terms of the people, uh, the industry, the amount of you know, the, the quality of content and videos and explanation that we're putting out and the expertise and the science that goes behind it and the practical application of actually helping people and then bring it to you guys, it's at a level that we've never seen. So it's like the best it's ever been. And on the same note, because there's so much content and so much information, everybody has a voice, you also get a lot of shit out there and it's hard for people to decipher through the bullshit. And then one of the biggest things that we hear and see in our space when people come in, they'll say things like, well, I heard this. Or I saw this, or I read that, or so-and-so told me this. And that becomes their truth or their religion. And oftentimes they don't even know what the source is or where it came from. But they heard something on a TV show, or they read a news clip, or they saw a snippet somewhere. And, and that they adopted that, and that became the end-all, be-all. Because their friend said it, and it happened for their friend, so it has to be applicable to them. And it's just not true. There's so much stuff out there, you guys. And so I want to hopefully give you the science-based things and the practical application-based things that we have seen here work with our people and er eradicate, you know, kind of the nonsense or the pseudoscience or the bullshit stuff and give you guys just the hard truth or at least to the best of my knowledge, the things that truly do work. So today's topic, the 10 fitness myths that we're going to kind of debunk and fat loss things you're falling for that aren't true anymore. And I'm going to jot them down so I make sure I don't get these confused as I kind of roll through them. But number one, uh, Lifting weights will make uh, women bulky or women who are afraid of lifting weights because they're going to get too big too quick. Uh, it's just not true. I don't know how else to say it to you guys. It's, it, it can't happen. Now, I'm not going to say this. This will be a whole podcast all on its own. But uh, there are women who are fast responders who do build muscle faster than other women. Age range training is real. Being an athlete, having a certain set of parents, that's all true shit. But on average... Uh, the fear of lifting weights to make you bulky as a female is completely false. It's just complete horseshit. Uh, I've been doing this, you guys, on my own for 10 years. In total, been coaching people for, I think, now 13 years total. 
Man, I'm getting old as fuck. But uh, my point being is I've never met a dude, I've never seen a dude come in here or online or in person or anywhere in the world and say, hey, Jeremy, I build muscle super fast. I build muscle way too easily. I get bulky really quick. I've never heard that from a man. Now, ladies, I love you, uh, but I've heard it from no less than probably 500 to 1,000 women come in here and tell me, well, Jeremy, you know, as soon as I start working out, I get really bulky real fast. I build a lot of muscle really quickly. And... uh, it's comical to me because they're, they're saying it to me and I'm looking at them or I'm looking at their pictures online as they're saying it to me and they're not bulky and they're not big and they're not overly muscular. And, and some of that's in your brain because you're crazy and it's just a, it's a false belief. Just for the simple fact of women lack you know, the same competitive amount of testosterone that dudes have. And because of this, it's harder for women to put on muscle. You're lacking the muscle-building hormone, testosterone, comparable to your male counterpart. So therefore, you can't do it as fast. That's why dudes are, on average, bigger, stronger, and faster. Now, there's some women out there who are just gangsters, and you know they are bigger, they are stronger, they are faster, and some of that's genetics. Uh, and again, some of the women that you might see that have the more characteristics of men, sometimes it is hormones. Um, they're on male hormones or they just have a different hormonal profile than you do. Um, but for the average you know, female, lifting weights and loading heavy does your body amazing and you'll look actually the way that you want to look and it won't make you big and bulky. You know what makes you bulky, guys? Drinking rosé, drinking beer, uh, smashing chocolate, eating burgers and fries and crushing fucking cupcakes makes you bulky. Eating at a calorie surplus makes you bigger. Lifting weights heavy doesn't have the power to do that. Some of my friends, you guys... Some of the most impressive people I know, strength-wise, they look like nothing in comparison. I don't want to say nothing, that's probably a little bit harsh, but they don't look overly impressive. I have a buddy of mine, he can squat 315 on his back, 10 perfect reps, ass to calves in the bucket for multiple sets. So squatting 315 for 10 perfect reps, full range of motion, multiple sets. There, I, 99% of the dudes I know can't fucking do that, and they, and they have way bigger legs. And they appear to be bigger, but yet this guy who's loading way heavier is way smaller. And I have a lot of people who are in that same boat. The point being is if you're eating at a calorie deficit or just maintenance, no matter how heavy you lift, you're not going to get bigger. You just don't, there's not, there's not enough food to make you bigger. So, so ladies out there, if you weigh 125 pounds and you lift weights super heavy and at the end of the year you weigh 125 pounds, your body composition might look different, but you're not any bigger physically. You're not getting bulkier. You just can't. If I only have six bricks, I can reorganize the six bricks any way I want. But at the end of the day, I don't have fucking 10 bricks. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. So again, don't be afraid to lift. Uh, especially the ladies out there, uh, it's 100% worth it, uh, and your body will thank you for it. Number two, uh, kind of on the same note, doing uh, you know higher reps um, will help you tone or help you kind of burn fat more. Uh, I don't know how many times I've heard you know coaches and, and people say this. You know, if you want to you know lose fat or kind of tone the muscle, you do the higher reps, not lower reps. Now the ultimate goal for for most of you guys in strength training and in loading in general is to get stronger and build muscle. Now, just doing something at a higher range versus a lower range won't, you know, quote unquote burn more fat or do the XYZ. What I would suggest to you guys is instead of playing just the rep range, play with multiple rep ranges in your exercise program to kind of ensure your body is getting a, a structure to continually get stronger. So if all of a sudden you guys are just doing only higher reps and you want to burn fat, what I would do is maybe drop the load 
or up the load and actually do like maybe just a little bit lower volume. And that can result in, you know, strength, muscle and fat loss too. So I think a lot of times when we do this, if you're suddenly only doing high reps and you want to burn fat, you have to drop the weight and that can result in you losing strength actually and actually losing muscle, which in turn can slow down your metabolism and fat loss. I'll say it again. If you guys aren't challenging your body enough with heavy enough loads, if you're only doing high reps only, you have to drop the weight, obviously, because the reps are higher. And that can result in you guys losing strength and muscle, which can actually slow down your metabolism over time and can slow down fat loss. So don't just worry about quote-unquote high reps for toning. When people say toning, basically they just mean fat loss in general. And what I would do is play within all the rep ranges, light, medium, and heavy. I promise you, you'll be better overall for it. Number three on my list, you can burn the most fat in the quote-unquote fat burning zone. Uh, This thing, there's some fitness places out here who have people kind of live off, you know, the heart rate monitors and living in the the fat burning zone. I'm not going to go too deep into this. I could talk all day about it. I, I can't believe this thing is still alive. I hope this myth is fucking dead, you know, within the next six months or a year. Um, there's always a ton of confusion to people about the fact that you can, you know, burn more quote unquote fat in the fat burning zone. And I'm not going to debate that, you know, if you want to, you know, live your life in a certain zone, that's cool. However, that's, it's just like, it's one piece of the entire puzzle, if you will. You burn a higher percentage of fat in the fat burning zone, but that's not what determines your overall weight loss. You guys, the overall, you know, pounds that you lose is the total calorie burn. So think about it this way. If you work out, you know, for a duration of time, let's say 30 minutes and you burn 200 calories, you know, in that kind of lower intensity, quote unquote, fat burning zone. Cool. Or if you work out for the same period of time and you lose, let's say 400 calories in high intensity exercise. What do you, one do you guys think is better? I'll say it again. If you're working out for 30 minutes and you're burning 200 calories in the lower intensity burning zone or 400 calories in the same 30 minutes in the high intensity zone, obviously burning 400 calories is going to be better than two for your overall fat loss, overall weight loss. It's just common sense. Over time, you're going to win. And I think athletes, you guys in general, like can't imagine like LeBron James going out there or Serena Williams and training, and I'm just going to train in the fat burning zone. These are some of the fittest people on the fucking planet, and they go crazy. They go nuts out there. They train high intensity. They go hard. Now, again, you can't train hard all the time, but trying to train in a certain kind of zone and thinking that's going to be ideal is fucking ludicrous. The greatest athletes in the world don't do that, and if you're going to judge yourself by anything, by Olympians, pro athletes, or people who look amazing, they don't just live in this confined zone. I think it's complete horseshit. I wouldn't worry about it. If you guys go out there, train hard, crush it, burn as many cows as you can in the time allotted, and uh, you'll be 10 times better off for it. Next myth on my list. Muscle weighs more than fat. And I'm sure you guys have all heard this before. Uh, And again, it's not true. Uh, It's just like, I can give you a million examples. It's kind of like if you have 100 pounds of bricks and 100 pounds of feathers, which one weighs more? I'll say it again. If you have 100 pounds of bricks and 100 pounds of feathers, which one weighs more? They weigh the fucking same. They're both 100 pounds. Now, you might have a shit ton more feathers than you do bricks, but they both weigh 100 pounds. It's pretty common sense. So when you explain why weight is much more uh, on another person than, than the next, it's this. Because muscle, they say muscle you know, weighs more than fat. I understand the intention, but it's, it's, 
it's almost correct, but in reality, what you're trying to explain is muscle is denser than fat, meaning that one pound of muscle weighs the same as one pound of fat. So muscle does weigh more than fat when comparing similar sizes, which is essential to density, that will make you heavier at a smaller size. So meaning if you guys are muscular, you can look like you, you'll weigh more at a smaller size as opposed to the person who's fatter, if that makes sense. But in terms of that, muscle is just denser. It takes up the uh, smaller, you know, confined space. So you can be compact. So when you guys step on the scale and you're like, oh shit, I weigh a certain amount, it might be just you're carrying more muscle mass in a smaller frame. But again, they do actually weigh the same. It's just muscle takes up less, you know, volume and less space than fat does, if that makes sense to you guys. Next on my list, we are going to an important one, number five. You can target fat loss or spot reduce. I see it all the time. Uh, and we'll post stuff when we play into it. Like, you know, burn get six-pack abs in six minutes. Or, you know, burn, you know, leg fat. Or, you know, get your arms to be toned and tight with this workout. Unfortunately, it's complete horseshit. You cannot target fat loss or weight loss. It just doesn't exist. Uh, the fatty acid mobilization is systematic. It is not localized. I'll say it again. Your fatty acid mobilization, it's its very systematic. It's not a localized thing. That means as soon as you start working out, every muscle, in every muscle, the body sends out fat mobilizing hormones that are dispersed throughout your entire body. So just in a few heartbeats is pulled all over the body, not just a particular space throughout that activity. The best way you guys can think of it is this. like You don't get to choose where your muscle goes on. Um, it's kind of like you can't choose where your muscle goes off. And the same note, you can't choose where the, the fat goes on your body. So why do you think you can choose where it comes off? It's just complete lunacy. It's, it's nuts to me. And the same note, think of it this way. When you go do, like if you're a dude and you go do curls, right? And you're sitting in the mirror and doing curls. You're doing curls for the purpose of what? To get your biceps to get bigger and grow, right? So you're doing curls, curls over and over and over to strengthen the muscle to get them to grow. But in the same workout, you're going to lay on the ground and do crunches, which is the same movement, the same pattern to get your stomach smaller. So think about that. You're doing curls to get your muscles bigger and stronger, but you're doing crunches to get the same essential thing to be smaller. It seems crazy to me. You can't pick where muscle goes on. You can't pick where fat goes on. Now you can work on body parts to strengthen them and get them to grow over time, but that comes down to being in a calorie surplus or a calorie deficit. Just like you can't just get rid of arm fat or leg fat or butt fat or stomach fat. You have to get rid of all the fat because, again, it is a systematic approach of the entire body. It is not localized. So spot fat loss, spot weight loss, going to do some stuff just to burn fat in a certain area of your body is complete horseshit and it does not exist. Next on my list for you guys, number six, zero grams of fat or zero grams of trans fat or zero grams of something on a label means that there's zero grams in it. This isn't true. I use trans fat because it's probably the biggest one, especially on peanut butters that they try to kind of scam you guys by. But did you know just because a product says that has zero grams of something on it or trans fat doesn't necessarily mean it actually has zero grams. The FDA actually allows food products to have less than 0.5 grams of something to be expressed as zero grams for fat, for example. That means that if a product has, let's say, you know, for example, eight servings of something could potentially have four grams of trans fat. So 
not everything as it seems. It's kind of like when they do grass-fed meat and beef and stuff. I've read recently that that doesn't mean they have to be grass-fed the entire time. They could be grass-fed just for part of their lives, not the entire part of their life. So you have to read food labels specifically. And I'm digging into more on this and that. We'll do a whole podcast on this later on. But just so you know, you guys, when you buy like a peanut butter, for example, if it's not like a legit, you know, organic, clean peanut butter, if it's one worth like peanut butter spread with a bunch of oils and other shit added to it, just because it says zero grams of trans fat doesn't necessarily mean it has zero grams because the FDA will allow them to put in trans fat as long as it's under 0.5 grams per serving. So just food for thought when you feed yourself and you feed your kids and you think you're making a healthy choice, oftentimes, uh, you know, the food industry pulls the fastest on all of us from here or there. So with that said, next on my list, number seven, uh, losing weight uh, is just... A physical challenge. Uh, it's not. It's it's a, not just physical. Losing weight is it's mental, and the nutrition piece of it is probably the biggest part of the puzzle that uh, a lot of people struggle with. Of course, obviously, you know, to drop weight, uh, you have to physically challenge your body and push it through stuff. But even if you bust your ass in the gym every single day, um, the hardest part for most people is the mental challenge. I would imagine, uh, you know. Because we, we all love certain things. We love pizzas. We love beers. We love cookies. Uh, you know, there's social events. There's happy hours. There's stuff at our office. There's friends, vacations. There's a million different things. And even if you go in the gym and crush it every single day and you partake in all those items, you're probably noticing you're not losing weight or fat at the scale or pace you want to. Now, you guys, that is the real tough part. Um, it's winning that mental battle. Saying no when you have to say no. Picking your spots tracking your macros, getting with the coach, having accountability to take control of your habits, rituals, and routines. It's it's not enough just to come in the gym and crush it. You have to be mindful of what's going into your body every single day. So, you know, losing weight and losing fat is not just about the physical activity. It is as much about the food and the mental aspect of it than anything else. I would argue almost more so for you guys. So, Understanding what your problem is, trying to you know eradicate as you move on, just like the podcast we did before in terms of food cravings, it makes all the difference in the world. So again, you can crush it in the gym, but make sure you have your mental game just as strong when you leave the gym and you walk into an arena where you have to master the battle with food and obviously social drinking as well. Number eight on my list, you have to do a shit ton of cardio to lose fat or to lose weight. Uh, This is not true. Some people have to do more than others. Obviously, some people are more ectomorph, mesomorph, endomorph than the rest of us, but uh, we're all at a scale somewhere across there. And you probably see friends of yours who do an hour of cardio every single day, and yet they look, you know, kind of soft, and they don't look super ripped and, you know, quote unquote toned or tight or whatever acronym you guys choose to use for that. And don't get me mistaken here. Uh, Cardio is an amazing tool for every fitness program. I think you have to have it. I think you have to have the high-intensity stuff, the low-intensity stuff, some of the mid-grade stuff. I think intervals are great. There's stuff across the board. Uh, it's It's a tool, you know, cardio is to create a calorie deficit for us to burn calories so we can be leaner on average. But the heart... Your heart doesn't stand the difference, doesn't know the difference between any activity. Your heart doesn't know the difference between you climbing a tree, doing bear crawls, riding the assault bike, skipping around, chasing your kids. It doesn't understand. The heart only understands perceived stress on it. It just knows it's beating fast and it has to work because you're doing activity. It doesn't have a brain. So essentially, almost every single workout you do can be considered cardio. You, we could do the thing like the, the gen like lift weights faster. I mean, that's 
even cardio, for example. It's just a matter of basically for you guys how hard you want to push yourself. The key component to fat loss and weight loss essentially is a mix of proper strength training, uh, an amazing diet, proper sleep, rest, and again, creating a calorie deficit through the aerobic work that you do, whether it's 10 minutes a day or an hour a day, whether it's high intensity, low intensity, something works for all of us. I think a mix of the you know, between the two, but essentially you don't have to do a shit ton of cardio to lose fat. You essentially could just lift weights every single day, vary the pace of it, do some aerobic work, obviously for your heart health. But I know people, and again, even me, I've stepped on stage before and done zero fucking cardio and been, you know, pretty shredded. I like to do a mix of both, but again, I know people who hate running, who hate doing any aerobic work and just, you know, crushed on their food and they load, and they're some of the leanest people I know. Again, I like a mix of the two, but you don't have to do hours of cardio to be quote-unquote super lean and super shredded if you don't want to. Next on my list, number nine, we're going to go through supplements are essential for fat loss. You need them to lose weight. You need them to lose fat XYZ, fill in the blanks here. Um, If you ever work with a fitness professional or a facility or a company or a gym who's trying to push a bunch of supplements and products on you as the bulk of your food or throughout the day, I would run as far away from that coach and that business and that community as humanly fucking possible. Most of the time, there's a huge financial incentive behind that for them, meaning that they're going to benefit from you buying their products and supplements. It's how they support their income and their family and their lives. And when that's involved in it, it, it becomes really hard to believe people because it's, it's how they pay their bills. So, of course, they want you to take more shakes and more pills and potions and products. There's nothing fast or easy, you guys, about fat loss and weight loss. It's, again... It's one of the hardest things you'll ever do in your entire life. I say it all the time. It's harder to be in shape for 10 years than it is to make a million dollars. It just is. And it's way harder to be in shape for 20 years than it is to make a million bucks because it's a, it's a decision you have to win to work out, to sleep, to eat right every single day for all 20 years. It's tough to do. So be careful of people who are trying to sell you a bunch of shit that like, oh, if you take this, it'll burn this much fat or this, this product will do this or that. Um... They're usually, you know, funded by a, a company or a product's getting paid money off it. So just understanding there is no magic pill or potion. You don't have to take supplements, you guys, uh, to be lean and to be healthy. If you can't fill the gaps now, and again, if you guys do want our free supplement guide, shoot me a DM. Say, hey, Jeremy, I heard you talk about your free supplement guide. I'd love to read through it. I'll send it to you guys. I'm more than happy to share it. I believe in all the real stuff, probiotics, fish oils, greens. If you need protein, take them. If you want a quality multi, great. The performance stuff, only if you're eating perfect already. But short of that, like it doesn't matter. You don't you don't need supplements. I do think there's some that are essential to life. But if you can eat all the food, great. The problem is most people can't eat it. So there it's only a supplement to what you're already doing. You can't just take some supplements, eat like shit, still drink booze, and think that your fat burner is going to burn fat for you. That is just fucking ridiculous. And most things in life, you guys, if it sounds too good to be true, more than likely it probably is. And number 10. Uh, the last one, you burn the most calories during your workout, so that's the most important thing to track. Uh, I don't think it is. I'm not saying don't wear a heart rate monitor or you know track what you're doing for output. I think that's cool. I, I don't care so much about the calorie count. I like to see like where you guys are at in terms of heart rate, in terms of training. So if you're crushing it on the HIIT workout and you know your heart rate's at 176 or you're doing some low-intensity stuff and it's at like 122, I think that's a great metric to have. But the reality is you don't burn most of your calories during the day, during your workout. Uh, for most of you guys, you probably burn an average between 300 and 600 calories in your workout, depending on how long you work out and how hard you work out for. 
But what you guys don't understand is you burned literally hundreds, if not thousands, most of you guys, thousands of calories throughout the rest of the day. So meaning your workout, you're burning between probably 300 and 600 while you're actually working out. But the rest of the day, you're burning hundreds and almost all of us are burning thousands. And I mean multiple thousands of calories throughout the day. So I suggest you guys stop worrying about just the amount of calories that you're burning during the workout. I'm not saying don't track them. It's nice to see. But instead, focus on having the most kick-ass workout you can, crush it, and then see what the calories are the rest of the day because that, my friends, is the key. So you use your workouts actually to build the base, you know, to build muscle, speed, strength, endurance, and to help your body actually continue to burn fat throughout all hours of the day even while you sleep. So when you're not training... You're actually burning more at rest. So your muscle becomes your metabolism. That's why I'm a fan of strength training, picking up heavy loads, lunging for multiple minutes, you know, doing things higher volume, lower volume, lifting heavy, lifting light, doing hit stuff, doing lift stuff, mixing things up. But at the end of the day, having some forth of strength training, you know, squatting with a certain amount of weight, lunging with some weight, uh, even body weight stuff, you guys, to challenge yourself. All the difference in the world. So if you guys are not strength training yet and picking up some weights or challenging yourself with heavier loads, you should be because you're doing your body a huge disservice by not doing it. And I promise you, your muscle actually is your metabolism because you burn way more at rest. That's why you see like, let's say a person like me, my body is burning so much just sitting here talking as opposed to the guy who has 30% body fat because he does not have to work as hard to maintain what's going on and he didn't crush a workout last night like I did. So Hopefully those dispel some of the myths for you guys. Uh, I can dig into all those way more in detail, but for now, those are kind of your 10, you know, fitness and fat loss myths that people kind of fall for and believe that I just, I do not believe are true. And I think if you stop following them and stop believing them and listen to just some of the uptakes from that, you guys would be 10 times better off and save yourself a lot of time, effort, and energy on your fitness, fat loss, muscle building journey. So... With that said, anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, please let me know. Uh, If you dig this, stop on iTunes, drop me a review. I'd love to see it, love to hear it. Uh, It helps me. And if you think this podcast is dope, share it with a friend, family, or anybody who wants to be fit, or anybody who believes some of these horseshit fitness myths and kind of wake them up a little bit. Uh, That's kind of the goal of this podcast, just trying to educate you guys, not only on health and fitness, but give you my take on life and the world uh, in the way I see it. If nothing else, if it makes your day a little bit better, or puts a smile on your face, or you, you, you get one little tidbit of nugget of advice about this and you take it and run with it, uh, I did my job and that's what it's for. But if you want to hear something, let me know. I'm happy to talk on it if I can or I'll bring an expert on with me and we'll chime on it together. I'll bring on some guests later on as the summer goes. You guys have just been super busy, but uh, we'll keep this funky and we'll keep it fun for you. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please don't believe these fat loss myths because they are not true and keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy. Your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.